Good morning, everybody. I'm going to just tell you guys that you just tuned in. I wish you were here, but I tell you what, we're glad that you're online, Tim. If you're, you're watching, we've been praying for you and many others that are under the weather, and we love you guys, and thank you so much. Um, it is a huge, huge blessing to have a full house in the Lord, isn't it? Amen. I'm going to tell you what, and not only that, through what God has given us opportunities to go through the internet, man, we are reaching folks around the world with the message of Jesus Christ because of your faithfulness. Amen? That's awesome. So today, I want to ask you, I know some are just tuning in and we didn't have that portion uh, recorded, but did y'all like the music today? Did y'all like that last song? The last song is really a modern day Psalm 27 that Tanya tweaked and, and worked and we put it together with the band and I, I love that. That's one of my favorite Psalms. And, I, and I'm, we're going to go through that a little bit today. And Psalm, we're really going to start Psalm uh, 27 right here. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And we sung that and we prayed about that and we're going through things. And let me tell you, it's great because it really speaks to our heart about confidence, courage, and, and really guarding our heart against fear and doubt. I'm going to tell you, I don't know about you guys, I could hear that message every day. How about you? Do we get a little down sometimes? Get a little doubting sometimes? A little worry tries to creep in sometimes? I pray that today that we do not hide from who we are in Christ. God's not about to hide his face from us when we're seeking him. So we're going to seek him today. I just feel like praying again. Can't go wrong with that, can you? Lord, I ask you today to come and just rest upon us here. Father, I, I, I just say, get me out of the way and Lord... Fill this place, fill my life, use my mouth, use my, 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 my time here today, Lord, to glorify you. We thank you for all you do, Lord. I, I push out guilt in the mighty name of Jesus. I push out fear in the mighty name of Jesus. Doubt, Lord, and we call healing to our bodies and strength to our mind, strength to our back. And, Lord, we want to praise you today because you are worthy. And everybody said, amen. amen. We're going to jump on in. I tell you what, you can never pray enough, can you? It's not like you wear it out. I love it. God has a total access to him. And, and, and we see this through the life of David. David wrote this psalm. And we think back through the life of David. How many know David was a great king, right? Good musician. Probably good looking guy. That at least me out. But anyway, I was right with him up to that. But anyway, I'm just saying, when you look at that, God saw all those things. But God, what God really loved about David was his heart. He said, you're a man after my own heart. And I love following through the different Bible characters, how God used them in a mighty way. Because everybody knows he won't talk about it, but guess what? David blew it every now and then, didn't he? That's right. yeah. God still used him in a mighty way because he was quick to turn from that and turn back to God. And as we look through many of the, the, the psalms that David wrote, we saw his heart and we saw how his, his heart would just cry out and plead with God. Even after bad decisions, bad mistakes, different things like that, he knew he had to come back. To fill up. How many people are ready to fill up today? I know that we need to be filling up on the word of God. The, and, and Tanya was praying for us to apply the word of God. Not just hear it. Not just walk through it. Casually flip through it. I don't want to be a casual Bible reader. You know? I, I'll be honest with you. Over time, you know, you go through the Bible in a year. You know, there's been times that I go, oh man, I got to do it. And I'm just flipping through it. And I'm thinking, that's not what God wants. For me to just check the box. He wants me to check my heart. So as time goes by, I'd rather check my heart than just checking the box and going through and say, well, well, I did that. Amen. You know, this ain't even in the notes, but sometimes I believe we can find out that we just check the box on going to church. Now, that's hard to do here because we'll get you involved. Amen. <laughs> we'll get you involved. Amen. amen. There, there you go. I knew y'all was with me. 
But we're going to keep on rolling with that. I want to share out of Psalm 27, 1 through 3, and we're going to read that along. I hope you guys can see that. And uh, we're going to just do it. If you got your Bibles with you, you can turn to Psalm 27. Uh, if you don't, I usually try to put most of the... the um, scriptures we've got up here so that we can all just share along so here we go it starts out verse one it says the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear it puts our mind and our hearts and our eyes on who he is see if you let your problem get bigger than your problem solver you upside down in the boat but if you realize that your problem solver is bigger than your problem and the captain of your salvation bring it now, nobody wants to sign up for hard times, but I'm going to tell you what. He said, we're going to have them, right? There's going to be trials and tribulations. But he also says, be a good cheer because what? I've overcome. We are overcomers in Christ. So here we go. And in verse 2, it says, when the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Now, I'm going to tell you what. We ain't wishing no bad on anybody. But I'm going to tell you, when, when you're a child of God, that doesn't mean everything goes right. You never have a problem or anything. But God is looking out for you, and God is willing to work through you to change the atmosphere in your situation. Do you believe that? You think about that. How many people get up or maybe they're retired or maybe you're still in school or something, but you go into your classroom, you go into to the workforce, you go into McDonald's and stuff like that in the morning. You have the ability as a child of God to bring in the Spirit of God. To change that situation when everybody else is doom and gloom and everybody's got the shovel lip, right? You can come in there and, 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 and say, and it's true, isn't it? They come in there like, how are you doing? <laughs> Man, I get to work kind of early at my place, and, and, and I've told this story many times. You know, I don't even drink coffee. I don't know if they'll let me have coffee. They'll be like, you don't need no coffee. And I see the guys like this, and it's funny because so maybe one or two guys are they're ahead of me, and the first thing they do, they turn that coffee pot on. Well, I already got a Diet Mountain Dew in, in one of my little, my little, uh, what are the little things we get, baby? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, my little lunch about that bar you give me every day. A protein bar. It's a protein bar. Thank the Lord it tastes like a Reese cup. I have been through some protein bars, and I go, I like this one, baby. Can I have one of those? He's like, yeah. So I appreciate that, man. So when I get my protein bar and my Diet Mountain Dew, I'm ready. They're going, oh, no, here it comes. Here it comes. I said, hey, how was you doing? How was, you, how was last night and everything? They're going, back away, back away. But, you know, it's something. I've seen guys with the coffee pot going up front. they got to get the water out of the front there up in the offices. They're like this. They'll see me. They're going. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what's up with that? And, and they usually say, we ain't had a coffee yet. We ain't had a coffee yet. Once I had the coffee, everybody's good to go. But I'm going to tell you what. See, I'm not getting up for my coffee. I'm getting up for my Jesus. Amen. Ain't nothing wrong with coffee. It's, that's fine. But I'll tell you what. What are we starting out with? What's the juice you're filling your body with? Are we filling up with Jesus? Are we filling up with the Word of God? I'm excited, man, usually when I get moving around. Now, I'm going to tell you, sometimes you got some, a few aches and pains and everything else. And if there's a cat toy on our floor, I find it with my bare foot. Man, yeah, amen. I'm going to tell you what. It's crazy. If you want to take somebody out, what's those things, Thomas, you had the Legos? Leave some Legos out. Can you imagine that? You could take the terrorists out with that. Just throw them down. They ain't wearing no shoes. You know, coming in and, whoa, look out, man. Let's roll with it. You got to be careful. But then things are tough, man. And I tell you, in the midst of that, even when we, we feel like we're just overwhelmed and we're starting out on a rough time, man, I pray. How about this? 
would you, would you be willing to let somebody encourage you? That's just something the Lord just dropped in my spirit. Would you be willing to let somebody encourage you? See, sometimes people get all upset if you fix their problem because then they ain't got nothing to complain about. Because if I'm complaining and then you're complaining, we're all complaining, everybody just tearing the beer and all this stuff, you come in and fix the problem, now they're mad at you because they ain't got nothing to be complaining about. Well, you know that Derek, he didn't think he's out. I was helping you. So you know what? <laughs> oh, good thing we don't have the live mics out here. That's right. But you know what? Let's go to the next. Though an, an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. The war break out against me. Even then, I will be confident. We can be confident in Christ. Am I just preaching to me? Am I preaching to anybody else today? I am definitely preaching to me. Because sometimes you've got to make some big decisions, don't you? Sometimes you've got to figure out, hey, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Lord, how do you want me to handle this situation? How can I handle this situation that's, that's arose? And I want to handle it like you would. Lord, I, I didn't like the doctor report. How do I handle that like you would? I don't want to take, I don't even know how long I've been saved, but for, for a while, I don't want to destroy all that in one afternoon because I got a bad attitude. Everybody say, I thought you was a believer. You've been preaching the word for 20 years. Why don't you stand on it? Woo, that'll preach right there. Guess what? Just like David had to do, I have to do, and we have to do. He would strengthen himself in the Lord. He would turn around and not look at the, the mountain, but look at the one that he created the heavens and say, I'm going over I'm going up. I'm going over, man. Well, all right, we're going to jump on in. So we're talking about being confident first. So we have a choice. So how many people will hold this in their heart? I will be confident. Not in ourselves, but in Christ. Look at this. Why? Why? I'm thinking why. So if I'm going to be confident, we have to ask the question why. Or maybe what even, what does it mean to really be confident? I, I see some people, if you see some folks become, I had a protein bar and I'm confident. That ain't the confidence I'm talking about. Because I'm going to tell you what. The protein bars are small. I'm just telling you. I want, I, I need a family size protein bar. You know what I mean? See, they don't, you get a Reese thing, man. You get the sleeve. You get the deal. Then they're going to turn around and give you a protein bar and you're going, you're licking it. Yeah, the guys, you all right? I'll be right with you. I'm on the job in a minute. You're flossing with that thing, man. I ain't kidding. And then later on, you're working on say, yeah, yeah, I'm right with you. Man, I'm telling you, you want every little bit of that protein. <laughs> you want that chocolate, that peanut butter is what you want. I know I do. So, so let's see, what is it about being confident? Let's, uh, I, I'm going to tell you what, this is Angela's got me, me and her love to look up these words. Confident, the feeling or, or belief that one can rely on somebody or something to have a firm trust. I want you to focus on that word, believe. What you believe will affect everything you do in life. Amen. If you believe you're a loser, guess what? You'll probably lose. Right? Now, I'm not talking mind over matter. I'm talking Jesus over your situation. That's what I'm talking about right there. So what is your belief? Do you believe that he's a son of God? I talk to folks all the time, share about what they believe and different things like that. I don't get up there and argue with them about the Bible and all these different things. I will stand my ground on that. But when people believe different from me, I like to know, why do you believe that? I don't want to get in a big debate. I don't want to get in a lot of stuff. I, I, it helps me to witness to people, well, why do you believe that? You know what I hear a lot of times? Because I just do. That's what I thought. That's what I was raised. That's what, you know. You know, well, you do good to people and everything's going to be all right. I know a lot of people that's been good and things didn't go right. How about y'all? Right. 
Because the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. He'll settle it up on, on the end. But I tell you what, as we're going through this life, would you be willing to let somebody encourage you? How many people are willing to be encouraged today? That I believe you'll be encouraged today. If you open your heart and, and, and just look, look at what God's got for it. So, so we're going to choose to be confident in Christ. You know why I can be confident? Because I have a promise. I want you to hear me talk about a child of God today. If you have put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, turn from your sin and turn to Jesus, ask him to come into your life by faith, guess what? He says, you're mine. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Have you done that? If you haven't, I pray that you stop right now and consider what I'm telling you. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but there is a remedy and his name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. And you can have that free gift by faith, by believing in him. So... If we've done that, we're a child of God. We are set in the family of God. Those promises are ours. We are an heir to the throne. Okay? We're an heir. We're an heir. We have legal right. We, we, God says we got what he's got. Wow. I, I've kind of adopted this over time. My dad used to tell me this all the time. Son, you know, we got a lot of stuff in that garage. Yes, he does. And I still got to deal with it. But anyway. He got a lot of stuff in that garage. My dad grew up and he was born in 1930. You hold on to everything. Dad, we, do not need a three we don't need a three-legged chair, Dad. That's a stool. I can fix it. I can fix it. Dad, Dad you know, that lawnmower right there, I had a lawnmower. <laughs> it had three wheels on it, man, for a long time. He said, you just wait. Somebody's going to throw one out. We'll get that other wheel. Man, have faith. I told you about my lawnmower, too. When I got in the lawnmower cutting grass cutting business, Brian might remember this. I had a lawnmower. And my dad afraid I was going to cut my feet off. So he gave me one that only it was about 20 inches. Let me tell you, you go back and forth. And you go back and forth. And you go back and forth a lot when you just, you know, man, later on we got a big lawnmower, man. I'm like, yeah. So I had that. So the, so the muffler burned out. My dad said, well, muffler, golly, that thing probably about 79 cents. He came on, threaded the thing up, and put a piece of pipe on it that he got from work. I had a straight pipe on that bad boy. Double super, you probably come off the space shuttle or something like that. He put that thing on there, and what I, I thought it was cool because it was loud. Everybody said, Dad, you can't hear. I had a straight pipe on my lawnmower at age 10. <laughs> you know, I, I turned, and I had to watch if we got into some like dried grass because I could go, and that thing go, fire, and sometimes I would wait later till right when the sun's going down because it was cool because I could pop that baby, you can see it at nighttime. I'm just putting the lawnmower around back. Oh, y'all probably had an off switch on your lawnmower, didn't you? Then Mr. <laughs> oh, you had that? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Bob said he punches with the thing, pull it off there. No, we had, we had what they call a screwdriver. And you take the screwdriver and put it on one end of it, and you hope you got a good grip on it because you're sweating because you've been, you only got a 20-inch lawnmower. And then you grind it out against the plug. Be sure when you do that... You don't put your finger across the other part of that. Because <laughs> you say, I'll be right in the house. He said, we're getting ready to eat, son. Come on, finish up. Turn that lawnmower on. All right, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Whew. Man, Peter Frampton thought he had a nice hairdo. My stuff was all curled up from the lawnmower. But I'm going to tell you what. We have a promise of God. Get all that there. My dad used to say, son, before you buy anything, check in the garage. We might have it. 
See, see, before we get out there and everything else, we, you need to check on that. And he used to tell me this. He said, son, if I got it, you got it. I like that. He would say, hey, hey, if, we, if I got it, son, you got it. I tell my friends that, you know. If you look, I, I got that tool and this and that. Probably brand new because I don't really use them. And y'all wonder why I don't work on stuff. My dad gave me shock therapy. I don't want to touch it. This <laughs> oh, screwdriver, bad, no. But what that is, I want you to think about it as a child of God. You have the promises of God. You can come boldly to the throne of grace of God because he's our Abba Father. Amen. We can come to our dad. Look at this. Let's go back to verse 1. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Man, as a believer, again and again, this comes back into play. We got to hold to the promise. We got to, it takes faith sometimes when everything else is coming, coming down on us. When there's water coming in the boat. When there's too much month and not enough money. When the doctor report is not what we, we believe that we would like to hear. But I'm going to tell you what, we got to keep on going. Whom shall I fear? See, I shouldn't be fearing if the Lord is my light and my salvation. And it's so much bigger than that. See, a lot of times the devil wants to keep you in darkness, doesn't he? Amen. He don't want to give you the full story. He wants to lie to you about different things, and then you buy the lie. Guess what? He'll just put you over to the side. God wants you to be. I want you to be. I want to be all God's called us to be. Amen? Right. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Think about this. The Lord. We're putting it all in perspective. Who? I can have confidence. Why? Because I know the Lord. How about you? Not confidence in cockiness that you see in, in men and women. Boastfulness. But assurance and confidence in the one who overcomes. That's something right there. To me, when we, we realize that we are in the family of God, I'm confident in this very thing as a child of God that sets the foundation of my faith, a major building block on how I do life. What you believe is how you will do life. You believe that? Think about that. Think about that when maybe you were getting ready to go to, to, to college or something. Like, well, I'd never make the grades to go to that college. Well, I don't know. You know, a lot of times people say, well, let's not shoot too far. You know, for things. Let's just play it safe. So many people have lived a life of playing it safe. I'm not talking about reckless. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when God gave them a nudge to step out. We go, no, not right now. When God said, you know what? Trust me. Trust me and I'll, I'll take care of this. Lord, but man, I, I don't know. That's a lot of money. Lord, I don't, I, you know, that's it. Uh, trust me. Amen. He's got the resources. Now, I'm just talking, I'm not even in money. Trust me for the healing. Trust me for the redemption of that, that I've worked in your life. Trust me to, to, to work all things together for the good. I love you. I love you. Man, for God so loved the world that he did what? Gave. Gave his own. That's right. He gave his only son, right? See, love will produce giving. It will, it will open your hands. It will open your heart. And I'm not talking about money. That, that gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. I talked to a friend of mine the other day, and, and Jesse does a lot of business and stuff, and we, we meet with a lot of different guys. And the guy told me this, man, a good friend of mine. He said, buddy, I've been doing business a long time. I had no idea I was going to work that into this. And, he told, and I, I stopped every time he said, I've found in business over years 
the deeper the relationship it is, the less it's about the money. And I thought, that'll preach. See, when we get all about well, what we're going to give, what we're going to do, well, well, it, it, let it go down a little bit deeper on, on what God's done for you, who he is and everything else, and you'll want to do what God's given you to do. You'll want to spend more time. You'll want to serve more. You'll want to give more. You'll want to learn more. You'll want to be more of who he is. You want to mirror Christ, amen? That's what I pray that we do as our time comes together, that we're confident in in those things. And we keep walking on through all that God has shown us, man. And and, and as we look at this, straight off the bat, I want us to take a look at this, this verse. It's about the Lord. The Lord is. You say, okay, we got that, buddy. Not the Lord was. Not the Lord might be, the Lord is presently, now, right? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Man, he's the foundation. I'm going to build on that truth. It's not he might be later when I get to a certain age, he might be if I can just give enough, do enough, look pretty enough, attend church enough, or whatever the case is, uh, then he'll be my stronghold of my life. So if he is the Lord of your life, whom shall I be afraid of? That's helping somebody today. I know it's helping me. But you know what? When we talk about being afraid, that comes in all different flavors. How about worry? How about fear? How about those things, right? How about, I, don't, I don't know. How big is your God? You know what? I want you to do that this week, if you would. When you wake up, decide how big your God is, Right? Then that's not going to change the size of him, but it's going to change the size of him in your life and how you believe that and how you worship and you walk and you trust, right? Because if I see my God as a small God, I'm going to think small. If I see my God as a small God and a, and a God that's, that's, that's coming out to get me and, and, and swap me down, I'm not going to be running to the church house, am I? I'm not going to be wanting to look in his word. But if I know him as the Lord and Savior that he is. I'm going to run to him. I don't want to hide from him. I want to be right there. I, I've said it many times. I always think of this. When you guys get to heaven, you're looking for Pastor Buddy. I'm going to be like that donkey on, uh, what is it, Shrek. Look at, pick me, pick me. I want to hang out. I'm going to be up there, jumping around. Get with it, David, let's jam. Man, you know, I, I want to see what's going on. It'd be easy to find my dad. There's going to be tobacco spots all over the place. I think my dad's over here. Just follow him on now. Hey, there he is. Yeah? Dad, I love you, but why'd you do that to my lawnmower when I was little? No. <laughs> Building character, son. Building character, man. But you know what? That's so amazing. What we focus on will soon draw our feet to where we're at. Stronghold meaning a place that has been fortified so as to protect it against attack. When we say, the Lord's my, my strong, stronghold in my life, hey, it's like a fort. It's like a refuge. Hey, I'm safe with Jesus. I'm safe. He's got his loving arms around me. He's going to protect me. He's going to make sure that you know what? That I follow through in everything that he has planned for my life is going to happen. It's going to come to a reality. You know what? We dream way too small for a big God, don't we? We dream way too small for a big God. I have to tell myself that sometimes. Man, I don't know about this, you know, uh, this decision and stuff. I want to be smart. I want to listen to the Lord. And sometimes I've been really blessed. The Lord has been so gracious to, to nudge me along. And I go, okay, 
I, I, really, I, I really believe this is right. And then there's sometimes in our life, maybe we just don't know. Well, then go back to the last thing he told you and hold on to it. Because in due time, he will show you which way he wants you to go. And you know what? I'm believing this, that God's got something better than what I can plan. How about you? Because I'm going to tell you what, this is awesome right here. I can tell you right now, and y'all right now, Buddy Chapman never had this plan at all, at all. I love it all the time I talk to my mom. I don't know if I shared this with you. I might have. It's worth repeating. My mama, I love her. She's getting ready to be 90 years old. The other day I was doing something, and, and I said, Mom, you I was fixing something for her. I said, Mom, you ain't never drank, have you? She said, no, never drank. She said, never smoked either. I said, that's good. She said, make for a boring life, don't it? <laughs> I, said, I said, I don't know. You're 90 and you're still here. She said, you know, you got a point there. That's good. Mom's always thinking, you know, and, and, and that's all right. I said, man, the Lord leave you around here doing some cool stuff. I said, Mom, we ought to go for the three digits. She said, ooh, I don't know about all that, you know. But see, she knows the Lord, and she's okay. You know what that does to my heart? I'm okay. I'm going to do everything I can to keep her comfortable, do everything I can to love on her, let her know that she's special, everything else. I don't care how bad a day I got. She ain't going to know. Man, you get run over, run down, everything else. I said, all right, go in and see mama. What's up, Ruthie, baby? How you doing? Give me a hug. Give me a hug. I said, come on now. That's got to last me 24 hours until I get back over here. Give me both hands. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. And then I'll do this on the side of her head. What are you doing? I said, I'm just checking. Just make sure you, make sure you can hear me. I had a crazy relationship. I, I, I love having fun with my mom. The Lord has blessed me with a family. We're just crazy sometimes. You know what I mean? We just cut up all the time. I remember my dad was looking one day. I was over there. He's looking through some stuff. He gave me the face. I said, what are you looking at? He said, I'm just trying to figure, is that your head or did your neck throw up? I said, that's pretty good, Dad. He said, I heard that today. I thought I'd use it on you. I can promise you. That I never doubted about my dad loving me and my mom love. We just had fun. People get so, oh, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they did that. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. You know? Because I knew his heart. Do people know your heart? Now, you might not want to say that to your kid growing up. <laughs> I don't know. But, but we had fun. Because, you know what? I knew that my dad was going to take care of me. I knew it was a safe place. I knew if it went down, dad's on my side. I knew this. Even if I messed up, my dad was on my side. But I knew this. My side might be a little tan when we got back home. No, that'll preach by itself. They didn't have no problem on that. You know? Let that lay where it is. But look at this here. We come down here. Whom shall I fear or whom shall I be afraid of? I prayed it. Just through what we're talking here, that God creates a boldness in your heart to step out and share your faith. That God creates confidence in you that you say, I don't care about my situation. I care more about what God's word says, and I'm going to go with that. I, I, I care more about what God promised me than what I'm looking at right now. I can look around here, and, 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 the, and the, the, the beautiful thing, I had the privilege of being involved with a lot of, a lot of our church family's life. Some deeper than others and stuff. When I think about it, I'm looking around here, and I'm not going to point or, or, or anything. I'm thinking about some of the miraculous things that's happening in your life, in my life. That builds my faith. That's encouraging. Just like we had the men's fellowship yesterday, and we could, and I like having our whole family. That's just something we wanted to kind of grow that area. We're going to do some other things. You'll be surprised.
I learned a whole lot. I learned a whole lot. I thought, you know, just in hearing people talk, sometimes people get overwhelmed by a big church, right? But guess what? Sometimes we get overwhelmed from a small church, smaller size. Now, I don't, you can pick what size, 25, 5 million, whatever. But, but see, everybody's thought process is a little different. But you know what will take care of all those doubts? The love of Christ. Amen. The love of Christ through you will steal all that. It'll turn around, and you know what? It'll push the fear out of people's life. It'll put all the, the things that we're afraid about, and we start focusing on the main thing instead of all the other stuff. How many people are ready to take a step in their life to focus on the main thing? Huh? Are you ready to do that? Well, let me ask you, what's the main thing? Amen. It should be. It's Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. It should be Jesus. If we're going to be confident, we need to know that that's what the deal is. If he's my light and he's my salvation, he's a stronghold on my life. Look at that. It starts to produce what? Confidence. Confidence. Since I'm on my family a little bit today, uh, many of y'all met my sister. She's, man, I love my sister. She's, it's just me and Donna, uh, the only kids there. And she's just a little bit older than me. And, um, uh, she loved to play football and stuff like that. She's a pretty girl and everything else, and they always picked her over me. I couldn't understand that. She's pretty, she could run fast, and she could catch better than any of the guys in the neighborhood. You know? And I've told you this many times. We get out there. So I was a small guy. I was permanent hiker. That means you hiked the ball this way, you hiked the ball this way. Now, most people would go to the schoolyard, but we are from Brock Crow, so we played in the street. You had an official person right there by the corner that said, Carl, come and go ahead and run a play. We're running to play. All right. Ooh, come on down there. See, that was our officiating. Car coming. All right, hurry. You ready? Ready? Blue for the two for the two. Hey, hey, there's a station wagon. Hold up. All right, go left. Go left. Go left. Okay, there's a pinto wagon coming. All right, here we go. All right, look, you ready? Go down to the Mustang, break over to it over there, and, and jump off the trash can. I'll hit you with it. <laughs> Woo, baby. Had a new guy come over. From a couple of streets over. Why is it you kind of live like on blocks and everything? Then they go a couple of streets over and people act different. I don't know what it is. All of a sudden he come over there and he must have thought, well, I'm going to take this little snotty nose kid and run him out. Because I was blocking. Man, that guy mushed me in the ground. Woo! Woo! How many guys like to cry? None. None. I don't care if you're five years old, you don't like to cry. You just... That dude, man, I was picking gravel out my hand before. The, you guys remember before they did the real black top? We just had asphalt and tar. That's what we was playing. I was picking this all out there. And I got over there and my sister, you all right? I said, <laughs> he pushed me. She said, which one? The new guy. Not a problem. We get out there like this. She said, you don't have to push my brother like that. Well, if he's, if he's going to play, he's got to play. Said, okay. All right. Hey, so I look at her, all right, one more. She like, give me the wink. One, two, three, boom! He thought he was back in his neighborhood. Everybody says they hit him in the throat, boy. Boom, just like that. Now, I don't think that's very Christ-like, but I will tell you what. She was the stronghold of my life that day, baby. I had no fear. I had, guess what? When I lined up to hike next time, he was like over here. He was back over there by my buddies. What did he have, that, that, that rambler? He was all the way over by the rambler. He wasn't even lined up on line, man. But see, sometimes, that's what happens. The devil just gets smacked right in the, in, in the goozle. Y'all know what that is? Don't make me spell it. That's what we call a goozle. Now, sometimes people go, 
You know, it's a good thing I grew up where you did because I have no idea where you get these served from. But, man, sometimes that's what happens, man. But you know what? You can be confident because you know what? God is on your team. God is on your side. When you get knocked down in the road of life, God will pick you back up. When the devil tries to be the, the, the one that's just trying to, to run the, the show, let me tell you, God is large and in charge. Somebody say amen. amen. Woo, that's just the first slide I'm ready. How many people want to be courageous? Both of you? Y'all ready to be courageous? You're already confident now, right? You might as well be courageous. Amen. Man, I'm telling you. So look at that. Not deterred by danger or pain, but be brave. See, because I'm confident in Christ and what he's done for me, now I can be courageous. Not sidetracked, not worried, not wore down, but be brave because of what he's done to me. You know what shouts folks for being courageous so many times? Doubt and fear. What if? What if? I got to meet these people. You know they say, who is they? You know what they, you know what they like to do. Who's they? You know, well, they always say, who's they? Right? Have you met they? I don't know who they is. But we give they a whole lot of, 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 of leverage. How about we say, uh, you know what they might say? How about we say, uh, no, I don't. But I know what God will say. I know what God has said. I know what God has spoken. And you know what? I'm not going to fear all the danger and the pain. Hey, we got to be realize that. But we have to build ourselves up in our faith. Because things, things like this, it's going to come along. It's going to come along. Guess what? Y'all remind me of this when it comes on and go, You say, your sister ain't here, but God is. Amen? Your sister's not here, but God is. You know what? Your sister's not here, but church family here, and God's here. You know what? We're going to make it through the other side. We're going to keep on rolling. Look at this. I said doubt. I, I love this here. Doubt is putting your circumstances between you and God. But look at this. Fear is putting God between you and your circumstances. You can write that down if you want to. That's a good one right there. Doubt is putting your circumstances between you and God. You, you, you're building, letting that problem build, right? But faith is putting God between you and your circumstances. That changes everything. That changes it all. Look at verse 2. When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. David had confidence that Christ, that God, the Lord God Almighty, was going to see him through. He had that prophecy on his life that he would be king when he's about 14 or 15. But it took 15 years to develop him. He didn't go from the field right onto the throne. He went through some caves. He went through some different situations. And God was preparing his life. And he was preparing the world to receive the next king. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. If you're in a season right now and you say, man, I feel like I'm in the cave. I feel, I feel like I'm, in the, I'm, I'm, I'm running. I'm hiding. Guess what? God may just be preparing things in your heart. He may be preparing not only in your heart, but in your situation and in the world for a time such as this to release you into the greatness that he has. Amen? Amen. I think that's just amazing when we look back at that. Let's keep on going. Being courageous doesn't mean we don't have to deal with the enemies. I want you to hear that. But we have placed God between us and them. Amen? So we talk about circumstances. Now we're, talking, now we're talking about the enemies. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
He doesn't come to bruise you. He wants to take you out. He wants to ruin you. He wants to ruin your ministry. He wants to ruin your family. He wants to ruin your life. He wants to take you further than you want to go. He wants you to pay more than you got. He wants to keep you longer than you want to stay. That's his whole motive. And I, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to come in sin. It doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It'll come in a drop at a time. You say, how did I get here from there? But it's good news. You don't have to stay in your sin. You could turn to him in the midst of the, the stinkiness, the stickiness, the yuckiness, and say, Lord, take me as I am. You can't clean up enough to come to Jesus, but you can look up by faith, and he'll receive you. Aren't you glad? Thank you, Jesus. Look at this. I, I wrote this down here. I said, being uh, courageous is a choice. You know, say you watch a good movie. And you see a guy, and, 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 and the whole town's against him, everything else, or, or, or he's all pinned down, and there's 900 people to one, or whatever the case is. There's Bible story out of Bible story about things like that. But let's just let's put it in real time. He goes, how are we going to get out of there? How are we going to do this? And he stands up, and they come back to the other side. He said, well, buddy, that's Hollywood, that's it. Well, I got something that's even better than that. How about a history book? His story book. The Bible, Right? David going through all types of things. It's, it's pretty crazy about this. You think about this. I'm, I'm sure the foundation that David dealt with many times, he, he had probably had a few things that he's saying, I know the Lord called me. I know they anointed me to be king when I was like 14, 15 years old. But now that I'm, that I'm, I'm 20, this ain't looking real good. Now that I'm 25, I, this ain't good. Y'all, many of y'all know the story. You turn around and David and, and Saul, they, they started out things were going to be pretty good. Saul was being tormented by different evil spirits and stuff. And, and the God works it out to bring him into the, to the whole uh, palace and stuff. And David was a picker and a grinner, right? He was a musician and everything else. And so what would happen is God positioned things, right, where David would go and play music and sing to calm Saul, Right? So as he would do this, now he's knowing that he's going to be the next king. I'm sure he's thinking, well, man, I'll probably just go in here, and he'll probably, you know, choke on a bad raisin one day or something, then I'll just take over the throne, something easy. You know, that wasn't the case. Can you imagine picking and grinning? They said, the Bible said you turn around, and, and all of a sudden Saul would get filled with rage and grab a spear and throw it at him. Whoo! Can you imagine? Lord, my, my light, my salvation. Lord, who should I fear? Throwing that stuff. Y'all don't bring no javelins next week, okay? That's why we sit by the window over there. Just in case you got to break out. Can you imagine that? That's crazy. You know? You know he's walking with the Lord because if that would have been with some of us, we would have took that harp and go, I'm king, right? But he honored what God was doing. And he had to go on the run sometimes. He had to be on the defense. But David always normally honored God. But there's times in David's life that he didn't. There's times in my life that I don't. There's times in your life that you don't. Hear the message. Be confident and courageous that the blood of Christ has washed away your sin. Be confident and courageous that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. Be confident and courageous that we are overcomers. Be confident that, you know what? No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Be confident and courageous that you know what? No condemnation are for those in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you, I'm giving you rungs on your ladder to be pulled out of the pit of the lies of the enemy today. 
Okay? I'm telling you, this is what God's got for us today. Let's keep on rolling here. Well, we talked about being confident. We talked about being courageous. But you know what? We need to guard our hearts sometime, don't we? We talk about that from time to time. We, we need to make that choice. So look at this. Verse 3. Though an, enemy, uh, though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Man, as we go through this, I, I, I pray that God just takes us and makes it so much more than what I can. What would happen in your life if you made a decision today that you're going to stick to what God's called you in your life? You say, I don't even know the calling on my life. Would you seek the Lord? Lord, what is it that you have for me to do? I heard somebody say one time, the richest place in the world is a graveyard. Immediately we think, well, they're buried with jewels. and all. No, no, no. The richest place in the world, they say, is the, is, the, is the graveyard because so many people never tapped into their potential that God had for them. And they buried themselves with the book that they never wrote for us, the song that they never sang for us, the, the, the thing that they were created to do because they were too scared to step out. They were too scared to, to say, you know what, I don't know how we're going to do it, but I know who is going to do it. I say this many times when, when things come to the other side and we go, man, I don't know. There's only one answer in many cases. All the good God-sized things, right? It, people say, oh, oh, you did that. No, God did that. God did that through you. God did that through me. God did that through us. And let me tell you right now, there's a lot of stuff on my heart that's going on in this world, and they're killing babies and things like that. We need to stand up. Nobody wants to say that. I'm saying it. You know? It's crazy. That would be a whole other thing sometime. But I'm going to tell you what. We need to guard our heart against the evil. We need to stand up for those who can't stand up. And we need to do what is right. I don't care about left, right. I care about straight up north. And you know what? We're going to turn around and we're going to stand for what's right for what God says in his word. Amen? That's what we need to do. Turn around. Let's keep on rolling. Everything that God has declared over your life. How about that? Will you guard your heart on that? Would you say, man... I don't know about you, and I don't know exactly how it will be. I've read and studied, and, and that's on my heart, about Judgment Day and going before the Lord. I do know this. As a believer in Christ, our sin is not going to be an issue. It's going to be how we lived our life for God. How, how, how were, were, were we willing to share Jesus? How, how do we go about those things? And I don't know about you, but I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. How about you? Amen. I'd hate to think that I lived on the sideline of life for what God had me. On our study, I want to encourage you guys to come Tuesday night. they got some great stories and tied into the Bible and stuff like that. It's talking about building our hope. And I might not have it all the right dates and things like that, but I, it just popped in my mind. I studied some of the stuff that we'll be working on this week, this Tuesday coming up. So there was a man that they found dead under a bridge. He had froze to death. He, did, he was homeless, Right? And they did some research, and when they researched the man's life and his family tree trying to identify somebody, they found that his, his granddaddy, I think it was, or his uncle, something like that, somebody, he had a very rich relative that was, you know, in this little town called Las Vegas that had passed away, that, that was like a million, million billionaire. Once you get past, like, I don't know, $150,000, I lose track of the zeros. He was up there. And he passed away, and they gave it to his aunt. And then his aunt passed away. And it was some crazy number, like $11 million, right? Now, I'm going to use this as a teaching tool. It's not about the money, but see, see, he was living below his means because he wasn't connected to the family. A lot of times we, be, we live below our means in Christianity because we're not connected to the Lord. 
Did that make any sense right there? See, a lot of times you could turn around and die spiritually bankrupt, man. What? I talked to a guy the other day. You know, you, you go to eat lunch with somebody, you're hanging out. Uh, I've been eating lunch with the same guy for the last, I don't know, probably last five, ten years, whatever. Off and on, different guys. And I said something, and I knew, you, you know when you say something, you're just talking and it just comes out. And I said and I know it struck a chord with my buddy. I said, dude, I said, I never really set out to be rich. I, I, I didn't. That's just me. I'd like to have everything paid down and this and that. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd like to be comfortable or maybe not. Because if I was comfortable and it would cost me from relying on the Lord, then I'd better not be comfortable. I've never thought, I I want so much money so I can have all these cars and I'm not preaching against stuff. But in that moment, my buddy said, really? I said, yeah, I I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I told him this. I said, as far as stuff, I never thought I'd have what I have now. I said, the Lord's been blessed. Bless me. He's blessed me. My grandmother and granddad never owned a house. We didn't have the air conditioning. And, and let me tell you, we did fine. Don't, don't get me wrong, right? Someone's saying you don't know uh, what you, you have until you don't got it, but you also don't know what you don't have if you didn't have it. Did that make sense? You know what? I used to love to go to my buddy's house, man. we ride that bike. We didn't have no air conditioning. My mom and dad thought this. Well, we didn't have when we was a kid. They didn't want to be all uppity and get a window unit. <laughs> Please. I go over Beecham's house, man, like that. He'd open that door and go, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, that's good. You want to come out and ride bikes again? Man, it's too hot out there. I'll see you later. I was like, so, hey, what else is going on, man? I've been trying to think of anything. I was like, oh, my goodness, man. Guess what? When I finally moved out, I got air conditioning. My dad didn't want to leave when he came over. I said, you know, this will fit in your window too, right? And I'm just saying, you know, we, we get certain things built in our mind, right? Certain things built in our mind. Oh, I shouldn't have that. I shouldn't do that. You got everything you need in Christ. Guard your heart and make sure God sets the standard, sets the tempo of your heart. So that as we walk out this musical called life, that we will turn around and, 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 and have a great, great time for the Lord. Turn around at the end of the time. Look at this. I thought about this. Do not hide from your life, but live it. Live it. The guy, my guys always tell my, my sons, always say, Dad, you need to take a break. You need to take a break. Maybe I'll do sometime. But part of what gives me life is living life. I like talking on the phone, in case you ain't noticed. I like driving the car up and down the road. I like eating out. I like hanging out with my friends. I like praying with people. I like telling people about Jesus. I like playing my guitar loud, my music loud. I like hanging out with my wife. I like doing silly stuff with my wife, you know, stuff like that. Y'all don't do that no more. It's crazy. I'll go somewhere like that, and we'll go to pay for something. I'll stand there. I'm getting ready to pay for it. If I happen to have any money, maybe she got it, whatever. I'll pay for something. I said, I'll tell you what. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to pay for that lady right there, that good-looking thing. The lady said, you know her? I said, well, I will. She's pretty. Right? And my wife goes, oh, my gosh. So it's not just here, right? I'm just teasing all the time. I'm just teasing all the time. And, I, and sometimes she'll go into another shop. See, y'all think I give her a hard time. I'm going to praise her a little bit here because she puts up with me. I like going into a place sometime, and I go in there, I said, 
especially if she goes like the closed mentor, I go park the car or something like that. It's not that big, and I go in there. I said, can we help you? I said, I, I said is there a little Barbie doll that just came in here a minute ago? Oh, she's back there. I said, I, I said, I ain't dumb, am I? That's right. I ain't dumb, right? Guys, I'm trying to give you a tip today because I usually dig right on up to here, man. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, you got to laugh. You got to have fun. You got to be able to do a few things, right? And that's the whole thing. A lot of times we just think, man, business as usual, business as usual. How do we do that? Man, you know what? See yourself for who God sees you. The people that love you and they tell you they love you, don't just, just say, hey, you know what? I care about you. I like telling them. I, I tell people, I, I tell more, now, now y'all watch what I'm saying. I tell the guy, hey, man, I love you, brother. That's it. I don't want nothing, anything else. Just say, man, you know what? You know what? If I could do something for you, I'd be glad to do that. I don't want to hide my life. I don't want to be, well, I don't know if I could talk to Buddy. I don't know if I could approach Buddy. I don't know if I could deal with it. No, man. If I can help you, I want to help you. How about you guys? You know, because you know what? If I got it, you got it. But what I want you to get today is Jesus. I want you to hear that today. Guard your heart with that. Look at this. The, second, the, the, the last part of that verse here is this. The war break out against me even then. I will be confident. Are we going to be confident? Let me click this baby again here. Are we going to be confident and all that? I might have jumped one on you. I think it did. I think it's so good. Let's go back and get that one. You have a purpose in your life that is far greater than what you can see. It has been spoken from the vantage point of what God can see. You ever seen some people in life, young folks, mature folks, senior folks, and you say, we're looking over here and we see they got so much potential and they won't tap into it. And mom tries to tell you and dad tries to tell you and grandma tries to tell you and everything else and you, you're sharing that now. But they don't see it. They don't see it from where you're sitting. Sometimes in our life we don't see it from where we're sitting, right? But here's the deal. We need to get our eyes around realizing we need to see it from God's vantage point. It is finished. See, we see, we're, we're going through life and we're, we're looking today, next week, tomorrow, next year. God's looking like this. He sees it all. He says, right here, you're going through a tough time, but I'll tell you what, buddy, when you get to here, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. You know what? When you get right here, Miss Georgia, when you get right here and, and, and you think you're getting tired and everything, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to speak life and do life and you're going to be used in a mighty way for the kingdom. How about over here? You know? Jordan, you know what? We're, gonna, we're working with you right here. And when you get to this part of your life, let me tell you, we got a master plan right here. You can fill in your name, any of those things like that. Don't get wrapped around just what you're seeing right here. Look up and say, Lord, I can't see where, where you want me to go, but by faith, I'm going to go where you want me to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guard my heart against the evilness of this world, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to trust you, Lord, to finish this race strong. How many people want to finish this race strong? Amen. Yes. All right, we're going to bring it on home here. If you get a chance, take some time this week and look through that whole psalm. I put out some, to, just to bring it for time-wise, bring this on home here. And, and I want you to take a look at these verses here that I selected. 9, 13, and 14. 9 says, Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your, your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my Savior. Have you ever cried out like that? Have you ever prayed like that? Lord, I don't know what's going on. 
All I know is this, Lord. I need to hear from you. Lord, I need you. Lord, you got to touch this. Lord, you got to fix this because this is way bigger than what I can do. Way bigger than what I can do for sure. It's God's size. I need you, Lord. I need you to, 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 to work in this. And, and, and he didn't say somebody. He didn't say the God it was. It's the Lord that is. Remember we talked about that? Look at this. We turn around and he says, God, my Savior. Is he your Savior today? Yeah. Is he the one that, that put it all away for you today? Is he the one that, 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 have you received that today? I pray that we have. Look at this. He said, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Man, you want to get up in the morning? Look at that. I got confidence that even if it's a bad day here, me and Miles talked about it. He went through his surgery and everything. He said, it's good. He said, it'd been good either way because I know the Lord. Oh, we want him around. We want, our, we want our loved ones around as long as we can. But let me tell you, when we know that our friends and our family and our loved one has the promise, God works in that to keep us going and keep us strong and know, you know what, I'll see them again. I'll see them again. Yeah, it might be a little bit on this side, but it's nothing compared to eternity that we will be spending with our loved ones. So I want to encourage those that, that, that all of us have lost somebody, uh, and, and that's what gets me through when I go through something. Let me tell you something that hurts my heart when I'm going through different things. When I get called to do a funeral and the pers- person doesn't know the Lord or, or they don't know if the person knows the Lord, that hurts my heart. Because what do we know as a believer? I'm not talking about, about how they lived, what they did, what they gave, what they... If you rejected the only way to heaven, there's only one other place that you'll spend eternity. It's in hell. You know what? Nobody wants to talk about that. They want to tell you, well, you need to do this and mind over matter and this and that. I'm going to tell you what. You better get your mind wrapped around what Jesus did for you. Amen. I'm just going to tell you the truth. We need where and we need to be people in a church and individuals within the body that's going to point to Jesus. Amen. We got to keep on doing it. Look at this. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. How many know waiting is hard to do? When you're in pain, it's hard to do. When you're in, 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 a, in, a, in a situation that, that it just seems the water's coming on over the side of the boat, it's hard to do. I'm not discounting that, but I'm going to tell you what. We got the tools today. The oars to roll through to keep on going. When the boat's filling up, say, whoo, I don't know how we're going to do it. Sometimes there's different things in our life that we just got to turn around. You know, I, I was just thinking about this popped in my mind. What is the difference between fear and excitement? You get on that roller coaster. You're like, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. Oh, oh, I made it, I made it, I made it. I mean, you got to go through the dip. You got to go up the hill. You got to go down the hill, everything else like that. You know, we don't just have a mountain God. We have a valley God. Amen. He, he's, he's in the puddles with us. He's in the pit with us. He's willing to say, come on, let's get it. Man, can you imagine that? I saw a guy running a race. Man, the Lord's just popping things in my mind today. I saw this, this old clip one time talking about guys running. There was a guy running. It was old footage. This was guy was booking, man. He was booking the last lady of this thing. And I, I don't know how you stay in them lanes. Them guys running. It's going. And something happened to his leg. Phew. Grown man, it might have been the Olympics. I don't know. It was something. It was a big time thing. And man, it's just like, whoo. Guy tried to run. This older guy jumps over, man. Turns around. And the, and the security people are going, no, no, no. 
Whew. That's my son. And that dad carries his boy to the end. Let me tell you what, there's things in our life, let me tell you, your father right here, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to carry you over. Maybe, maybe, maybe your dad in the flesh might not, but I'm going to tell you what, your dad in the spiritual, in the real deal forever, eternity, he will carry you through this. Let me tell you that. And I'm going to tell you something else. Real leaders, I said it the other day, real leaders don't get there first. Real leaders are usually last because they're pulling people over on the way. How about that? I don't care if I get there first. I'm thankful that I'm going. Imagine that. Is it, is, it, is it time for Buddy to get there? No, he got a few more. Is he, is he almost there today? He said, no, no, he's, he's still witnessing. Leave him there a little bit longer. No, 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 he's still talking about Jesus. He's still going. Man, let's keep on pulling. Let's keep on going. So let me tell you, friends, sometimes in, in the race of life, so to speak, in the journey of life, man, there's hurdles that we got to go over. There's stiff legs, bad backs, and, and, and everything else. There's people, instead of calling out there and saying, you can do it, they say, what do you think you're doing? You're never no good. You can do that. That's not coming from God. That's not coming from God. So who are you? Are you a child of God? Are you the one that says, hey, you know what? You're more than a conqueror. Are you speaking into your life? Are you building your spouse up? Are you building your kids up? Are you building, you, you're building those relationships up? Or you got that toxic thing that all you do is find something wrong, find something wrong, find something wrong. You know what happens a lot of times? People that do that, they're usually insecure about themselves. Now, I laugh and joke and pick on myself, and, and 99% of the time, people say, I'm okay. Because I know Jesus is going to work through that. What I want to do is try to be as transparent as I can. You say, if God can use that guy, whoo! That's what I'm thinking. Probably got about 17 more people going into ministry after today. The they probably said, hey, if the Lord will use that guy, right? But I'm going to tell you what, I had made up my mind. When I got saved, I didn't just put my toe in. I didn't just go up about right here. I jumped into the pool with Jesus, amen? I jumped in. I said, you know what? Sometimes I'm on the side like this. Sometimes I'm doing this. Y'all know I can't swim good, but that's okay because just like in life, I have to rely on the Lord. Just like when I'm in the swimming pool, I got to rely on the Lord, right? Man, I want to tell y'all today, God's not out to hide from you. God is out to guide you to something greater. God has a purpose in your life, and it starts with the foundation of knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and, and turning from our sin and turning back to him. I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what you did t t tomorrow. He sees the, 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 from the beginning to the end. He said you're worth it. There's value in your life. Is anybody encouraged yet? Because I'm ready to just scream. I'm telling you right now that God has got something for each one of us in our life. You say, well, man, buddy, I, I, I've got a little age on me. Good. You probably got more wisdom than anybody else. That's what I'm finding out. How about that? Hey, if you're young, guess what? You got a strong back. Keep running for Jesus. Keep going. Turn around. You know, when they're running that race, right? What is that thing when you hand off the, you hand it off? What is it? What is it? Thank y'all. I can't hear anyway. You got to start drawing it out. The baton, right? When that guy, you see those guys, I remember in, man, uh, seventh grade, we used to do that. I thought I was fast, man. When I got out there, I was not fast. They had some guys that walked by me and just rolling. I, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. I was the fastest in our elementary school, one of them. I got to Spratly, and, they, and they, they mixed the schools, and everybody came in there. I had a guy I was running as hard as I could, and he went like this and said, 
He turned around and ran past me, right? You might find some of that out there. But I'm going to tell you, when we started running that little handoff thing, that baton, the people that kept looking back to get it, they got out of the lane. They end up dropping it, everything else. But those that were confident in their team and confident that that was coming, they never looked. Susan, they got started out this. And when that baton, baton was handed out in their hand, boom, all of them was focused on one thing. I'm going, to the next, I'm going to the next jump. I'm going to the next thing. I'm telling you today, God has handed off the baton of his word to us. And we need to turn around and get our eyes on Jesus. And no matter how far the run is, how far the race is, whatever's going on, God wants you and me to hand it off to the next generation, to your, your, your family, to your friends, to, to, to anybody that will listen, man. Anybody feel an urgency to share their faith? Anybody feel urgency anymore to tell people about Jesus? Because I'm going to tell you what, time is getting crazy. How many people think the world's about half crazy already? So it's a good time for us to shine, isn't it? So do not hide, and God's not hiding from you. Let me tell you, whatever it is that God spoke to your heart today, write it down. See, because Monday is going to start getting cloudy, because the business is starting to start coming on, and you've got to be at work or whatever. Write it down. And say, so, you know what, Lord? What you spoke to me that day, I'm going to stand on it today. I'm going to get through the other side. Lord, I'm, going to, I'm not going to look back. I'm going to just grab that promise that you put in my heart today, and I'm going to run that race for you. Let's pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, I praise you. Lord Jesus, I praise you. For today, in the message, Lord, I pray that it's so much more than what I could ever bring, Lord. You just speak it to my heart today. I'm preaching to me first. I'm preaching to those, anybody that has ears, let them hear. Lord, we want to finish good. We want to be about your business. We want to be a mirror of Christ, Lord. We want to be confident. We want to guard our heart. We want to turn around and please you. We want to be courageous. We want to be confident in Christ, not in self. But, Lord, help us to be selfless so that we can be more like you. Lord, help us to, to, to walk in the things that you have for us, Lord. Lord, as, as I just think about all you've shown me this week, I thank you. Lord, I, 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 I just want to place my, my mind in your hands, Lord, today for, for the word that you want me to speak today as we send folks out from this time. Help us not to compromise. Help us to turn around and, and, and realize that time's at hand, Lord. Make us stronger. Life is not always about making things easier. God, it's not always about making it easier, but it should make us stronger so that we could shine for you, that we could live for you. So, Father, if there's one here today that's never received that greatest gift of salvation, I pray that today is the day that you grab hold of the promise of God. You said, but I don't even know how to grab hold of that. I hear what you're saying. I think all of us understand this. That we all missed the mark. They all have sin in our life. Everybody, with the exception of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ever walked this planet, had sin in their life. And there was a demand for a perfect sacrifice to pay that sin debt in full. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Thousands of years and thousands of generations couldn't do it. But one could and one did. And his name is Jesus. And if you want to receive that today, just ask him. Jesus, come into my life.
forgive me of my sin. Lord, I believe you're the son of God. Lord, I ask you today to forgive me. I ask you today, Lord, to, to train me up. Lord, to, to encourage me in, the, in your word. Lord, put me in a place that I can grow. Put me in a place, Lord, that, that I can be a mirror of Christ to others. Lord, help me to, to lose the guilt and the shame, but grab hold to the confidence and the courage and to guard my heart for the things of God is great and mighty that he has for us. You tell us, Lord, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. The gospel message, the good news that Jesus Christ came and laid his life down, a perfect life, a perfect sacrifice, and raised it up on the third day. Lord, you are sitting in the right hand of God interceding for your children. Today we talked about our promises. We talked about your grace, your might, what you've done. That's where our confidence comes from. That's where our, our mercy and grace comes from. Lord, let us live a life that transforms the atmosphere of anywhere we're at to something better that points to you. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Thank you so much. I hope you all enjoyed the message.